0: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sobern is away today. Joining us on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline is political scientist from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. He is joining us live from Washington, D.C.
1: In this past Tuesday witnessed another set of primary contests across the country, a little bit of a bellwether to later this year. Voters in five states selected primary candidates to move ahead in the November midterms. Yet in Kansas, a ballot measure providing their state legislation the power to regulate abortion practices, including the possibility of an outright ban, was overwhelmingly defeated. The Sunflower State witnessed almost 60% of the state's voters rejecting a constitutional amendment to give the state legislature such power. This measure was the first time voters were asked to weigh in on abortion rights after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in that particular decision. Professor McEwen, thanks so much for your time. What do you make of this outcome in Kansas as we look toward the 2022 midterms?
2: Well, good afternoon, Brett and Patty. If we look at what happened in Kansas, uh, there's some very interesting developments there. One is that we know that abortion would be an important issue on this year's fall ballot. We have five abortion related measures, four more that come in uh, in November. But what happened in Kansas is is remarkable at some level. Kansas is a state that's that's deeply deeply read it's a state that Donald Trump carried against Joe Biden by fifteen points, and there are certainly counties and precincts in Kansas where Joe Biden did very well in areas, for example, around Kansas City. But when you look at Kansas and you scrape kind of the surface of what happened, early voting turnout was over 250 percent compared to the primary that we saw back in 2018. And the overall number was what we would see comparable to a presidential election in Kansas. Given all of that, it is, as you talked about in the lead in, a bellwether for issues that Democrats want to talk about and dramatically surprising. So while a lot of attention is paid to what happened in primaries in other states, Democrats in Kansas came out overwhelmingly, and more than one in five Republican voters also voted against this ban or empowering the legislature to institute a ban. It's kind of remarkable when you think about Kansas and its political history as well.
0: Okay, so these voters came out in big numbers, way bigger numbers than expected, for a referendum on abortion. If there is not a referendum on abortion come November, how does that enthusiasm perhaps transfer to political candidates? Because those are two different things.
2: Yeah, no, Patty, I think that's a very good question. So what happens is ballot measures and referenda do spike up turnout. So you will see, for example, seven ballot measures in California. Uh, Most attention will be focused on the gaming measures, propositions 26 and 27, But there will be a ballot measure there or there's uh, ratification before California voters uh, on a Senate constitutional amendment about reproductive freedom. That does spike up turnout. And we will see this in some of those other states that have abortion related measures in the November ballot. So while it's different for a referendo or a ballot measure as opposed to a candidate election, we do know that ballot measures raise turnout anywhere from five to eight percent and in a close race for example, in a close primary or in a close congressional seat, say in the Central Valley in a a district that Republicans might want to pick up for a seat that they lost in 2018, that ballot measure turnout, that spike up can play a difference. It'll be something important to watch in the other states that have measures on abortion in the ballot in November. That would be Kentucky, Montana, Vermont, as well as California. But what that means as well is that what happened in Kansas will provide Democrats a, a map, if you will, But it still means that we're going to see gasoline, inflation, uh, the power of the pocketbook, if you will, is going to be central for both parties as they put together their messages headed into the fall
1: as well. You talk about the high voter turnout in uh, Kansas. Typically, high voter turnouts favor Democrats. But even in Kansas, as they turned down that abortion measure, uh, Trump-backed candidates in Kansas also won. So what do you make of that? Is that just an anomaly for uh, Kansas?
2: No, no, Brad, I think that's also a very good point, It's that we, we saw that uh, Trump-influenced GOP party candidates did very well on Tuesday uh, across the board. And, and you also have a media market, for example, in Kansas, Kansas City, that crosses the border. So those candidates did well in Kansas that were backed by Trump and those candidates down-ballot. Uh, for state constitutional races, for example, in Missouri, again, sharing that media market. You do see a spike up in turnout. And what's interesting, again, about Kansas, now Kansas is a state that hasn't gone Democratic for president since 1964. They haven't elected a U.S. senator who's a Democrat since the 1930s. And usually Republicans in rural areas in Kansas turnout do very well, but they didn't vote at the highest levels of support that we saw, for example, of Donald Trump or some of these candidates as they did around this abortion measure. Uh, they Certainly they voted uh, uh, for the measure. They voted yes, not no. But the ratio or the, the margin of difference that we saw, for example, in presidential contests wasn't there. And then Democrats did well in those suburban counties around Kansas City. That gives a blueprint for voter turnout for spiking or for spiking and sending out those voters. And we could see other elements like this for issues, cultural issues, like we saw in the Virginia governor's race, like we see uh, locally in California. And that will be an important element for the balance of power for the House and what happens in some of these races, not only in Kansas, Vermont or Kentucky, but here in California and up and down the state in November as well.
0: Let me give you a hypothetical. When it comes to the abortion issue, if you were first advising Democrats, how do they take the enthusiasm for abortion and make it work for them in November? And then I'm going to also ask you, if you were advising the Republicans, how you would counter that.
2: All right. So we 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 have seen, for example, the uh, advertising, the media advertising and buys that occurred in Kansas took place in Uh, Suburban districts that uh, looked at uh, focused on Republican women who were not regular churchgoers. Uh, So they they might go to church, but they weren't uh, regular uh, uh, habitual uh, churchgoers, if you will, focused uh, television ads there. And those voters seem to turn out at between a 40 and 45 percent level. Uh, against, uh, the, against the ban or the potential ban. So Democrats would look to do that, and they'd want to widen the map. For Republicans, they would want to widen the map as well around a series of cultural issues like what works with Governor Youngkin in Virginia, but target specific places outside of Phoenix, for example, in Arizona and Georgia, and in, and concentrate uh, some of the district maps that they have, for example, in these races in California. Right now, Uh, The Republican Congressional Committee is looking at uh, targets of 74, 75 seats, as many as 100 seats. They're going to have to concentrate that a bit more, localize those races, still talk about inflation and gas prices, but also bring in other elements that don't turn off voters. And it seems that the abortion issue is something that's given Democrats the enthusiasm they hope to have, while they're still going to have to deal with those issues of the pocketbook that we talked about earlier.
0: Thank you so much. Our guest, Dr. David McEwen of Sonoma State University, coming to us from the nation's capital this week.